Let's go, girls. From New York City to Los Angeles, Powered Up with Beck and Franklin is giving women of all ages permission to live the life they've always dreamed of. Why live in black and white when you can choose the brilliance of 3D and Technicolor? Each week, Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin and their high-powered guests will be here to cheer you on, to share their challenges, their successes, and what they've learned along the way. It's all about women supporting women. The stories and practical tips on sex, beauty, money, and so much more are designed to help you reconnect to the powerful woman you are. Fabulous knows no limits. Now it's time for you to expand your boundaries. Here are Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and we've got another great show for you. We're bringing back our guest from last week, so you're going to want to go back, look it up on Powered Up Talk Radio. You can find it on iTunes. Our guest is Reese Thomas, R-H-Y-S Thomas. He's the author of the book, Discover Your Purpose. We had so much to talk about, and he was so popular that we're bringing him back again today. So you want to go look at that other episode, because it's truly, truly wonderful. But before we bring Reese on, uh, Linda today's topic that we're going to be chewing on is consciousness. Now, we hear this word all the time. I mean, you've got to raise your consciousness. You know, are you conscious of your thoughts? Are you present and conscious? It drives me bananas. I don't even know what that means anymore. I hear it so much. Yeah, me too. And um, it is something that that's bantied around a lot. And um, I was talking to my friend, uh, my friend Fred, this morning, and and he believes as I do that we can create our bliss while here on this planet in human form and don't have to die to find it. You know, he believes it's all about our level of consciousness, and he used that word again. You know, and if we're happy now, that will carry to the next dimension and vice versa. And we always have the choice. And I think that's what we really have to get across um, in these shows is that we always have a choice of, of how we want to feel, where we want to go, and what we want to accomplish in this lifetime. You know, I don't know about you, but that works for me. Choice is a good word. Well, choice so, is ma- a good word. Go ahead. No, and I'm going to say, well, maybe this example makes consciousness easier to understand. And um, if you think of it as a lamp, now the brighter a lamp shines, the more you get to see, right? If it's really on dim, you don't you don't get to see very much. But as we turn it up, as we amp up the, the brightness, we get to see more uh, of whatever we're looking at. So if we're that lamp... And we turn our switch to the most bright it can be, you know, things become clearer to us. That clarity ramps up our awareness or consciousness. And we begin to see things and feel more so we perceive additional aspects of ourselves and our surroundings. And I think then we can make better choices. The more we see, the brighter it is, then we can make choices that ordinarily we wouldn't have made if if the lamp was on dim and well, and I'm things a, go ahead 
Yeah, I'm a big one for shedding the light on things and bright lights. I think like, you know, shame and, and, and difficult behaviors and, you know, they all live in darkness. They all, even our own behaviors, you know, it's like that whole analogy of like, you know, what do you do when no one's watching? Well, if you shed light on things, you're conscious of what you're doing, even when no one's watching. That's right. So, you know, consciousness, I, I think as consciousness gets more and more for us, I mean, that's our spiritual awareness. I think that they're one and the same so that we can look beyond what we think is real and, and understand we are more than what we perceive we are. You know, our spirit is our spiritual self is is much bigger, broader, brighter than than the body itself. <laughs> did I lose you? <laughs> you did. You lost me on that last one. I was with you right up to the brink of the falls, and then you stopped, and I fell over. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, everybody's got their own beliefs, but I, but I I do believe that, and and. We do not have to wait for something wonderful to happen to us here or we, we can, we can create happiness anytime we want by just, you know, either changing our thoughts or changing what we think makes us happy to what really makes us happy and, and go from there. I mean, this is just what I'm believing in more and more as each day passes. And because I am heading, you know, down that path, you know, stronger than I, than ever, um, I just, I feel better. I don't let all of the little things bug me because it's just not worth it. Well, and so. In, in this change, you know, this, this change that you've gone through, this awareness or awakening, you know, do you think that it helps you define your purpose in this life better? Like, is your purpose changed or like, how has that affected, you know, what you're supposed to do here on this planet? Because to me, happy people, a lot of times aren't really productive. Well, it, it all depends what you, what you think purpose is. Right now, my purpose is to stay in that good place. And whatever comes from that, I don't have to plan it out so much because when I'm in that, in that good place, um, whatever I decide to do, it's going to be okay. I'm not as critical and judgmental of what I'm doing or how much I'm accomplishing as I certainly was before. And I, you know, and that is almost like taking a load off your chest. It just, it, it's, it's, I don't know. I mean, I, I think our guest today may be able to shed more light on on purpose, um, but I think our purpose here is to figure all of this out so that um, that we can really have that kind of heaven on earth experience. I agree. I agree. I. I'm all for bringing Reese on right now because I got nothing. I was following you, Linda, and I just, you know, I'm a radio host. I'm not an expert on this. So let me bring Reese on. This is Reese Thomas, and he's our guest, and I'd love to, to, to bring you on, Reese, right now because we are talking about, like, how purpose relates to some of these things. And you wrote a book called Discover Your Purpose and how to use, you know, this to lock your, unlock your hidden potential. So, Reese, I'm going to put that question right over to you. Okay. Hey, Sandra. Hey, Linda. Glad hey. to be here. Uh, so, 
yeah, I, I, I run a, I run a, a three-year consciousness school. Um, so we, we deal a lot with consciousness. And, and I think the, the tricky part about consciousness, and, and, and Linda actually said it in one of the things that she just said there, is, is that when you're conscious, you are um, – the more conscious you become, the more you feel who you are and the less you think who you are. Uh, because the way we, we've actually linked up a level of consciousness with intelligence and then intelligence is based on, you know, being able to integrate, uh, ideas and, and things like that. But the truth is, is that, is that who we are, um, you know, as, as, as Linda was saying, I think she was talking about what I call, there's an aspect to us, our energy body or our, our, our core self is really like, unbendable non-negotiable it's like a it's a contract um our world which we live through our chakras and all is is constantly moving and shifting but there's a quality within us a purpose within us that when we tap into that um as linda was saying you're less interested in what you're doing and you're much more interested in in the person you bring to what you're doing and when you're bringing uh someone to she she's i think she meant she said uh um we don't wait till something amazing happens in our lives before we start enjoying our life but i think when you're when you're fully in your uh, in sort of the acceptance of both your shadow and your light and your, and your good and your bad and your, you know, the fact that we're just, you know, we're human beings that are both trying to survive on planet Earth and we have this initial phases of consciousness where we realize that we're so much more than just a creature trying to survive on a planet. We are, we're, we are, we have this divine connection to and sensitivity to higher knowledge, higher wisdom, and we've had some pretty spectacular Human beings on the planet that have uh, that have shown us the potential of the human mind and and body and 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 all, but um, but I I always say that there's a that the difference between a expert and a master is that they think exactly opposite. So someone who's an expert and you would and a lot of people would call that person a master because they are you know they've done whatever they've been doing for uh, you know they're a doctor or a lawyer or a, or a you know scientist or a teacher or, and they've been doing what they've been doing for thirty years and they're, and they're an expert at it and, and an expert learns all of the rules and then remembers them and masters the rules so that they so that nothing is new to them in the world. And, uh, and, but, but a master does, and so, and so what an expert happens is something happens to an, and, and an expert knows exactly how they're going to feel because their mind already links up to, well, when this happens, I feel this way, or this happens, I respond this way. And then, of course, they're feeling that way, and that feeling then, then proves what they're thinking. So if I, if I say, um, you know, if I'm a person that, that believes that I really like Sandra and Sandra walks in the room, I instantly say, oh, hey, I'm so happy to see Sandra. And, um, and then, of course, I'm feeling happy, and so then that reinforces the thought. But at, the, at that moment, a master would do something very different. When Sandra walked in the room, the master would feel the relationship he's actually in with her at that moment, and he might actually be doing something other than than uh, being happy to see her. And, and there may not be that automatic response. And so when you're responding automatically, you're an expert at your life. And when, you're, and when life is sort of a mystery that emerges through your feelings in the moment, and then you think, and then you, and then you use your mind, this incredible tool we have, to add flavor and color and depth to it, that's when you're, that's when you're living that mastery life. And so 
what Linda was saying about, you know, I, I don't, I'm not as worried about, you know, about the every detail ahead of time. It's more, I'm going to get, I'm going to, I'm going to be caught, you know, what I could say called to your life, move, called into your life through your, through your desire. And we're going to talk today about relationships and it's a really important. Grace, Grace, I got to, I got to cut you off. I got to take you to commercial break. Okay. I just want to say thank you for saying who isn't happy to see Sandra because I'm always happy to see me. Um, <laughs> we are visiting here with Reese Thomas of Discover Your Purpose. You're going to want to check out his book. His book is How to Use His Five Life Purpose Profiles to Unlock Your Hidden Potential and the Live the Life You Are Meant to Live. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about consciousness. We're going to talk about relationships and how we can turn our lamp up brighter to have the best possible life today, starting now. No waiting for heaven. We've got lots more Powered Up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. This is Uncommon Sense for Leaders, a forum for exploring leadership from the intellect, the heart, and the spirit. Whether you're a leader now or aspire to be a leader in the future, you owe it to yourself to learn about the big ideas that have shaped the careers of compelling communicators, masters of influence, and highly effective leaders. Uncommon Sense for Leaders. Tune in to hear thought-provoking ideas on every aspect of leadership. You can expect dynamic discussions with special guests, quick tips you can apply immediately for better results, and the tools you need to take you from where you are to where you want to be as a leader. Are you ready to crack the code for achieving unprecedented results? Then join the host for Uncommon Sense for Leaders, Catherine Carlisi, every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on the All Business Radio Network. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting Magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and this is Powered Up Talk Radio, and we are visiting this week with Reese Thomas. Now, Reese has been on our show before, and we had such an overwhelming response that we're giving uh, him some more airtime. And, you know, Reese, last week I could have talked to you all day. I'm so glad you're back. Um, before we went to break, you were talking a little bit about relationships and respect to to what we were talking about, and I, I cut you off. So I'd love you to finish your thought. 
Well, I just uh, I know that you, we had talked before about about how how to uh, begin, you know, to sort of look at at relationships and this and the concept that the profiles concept that we talked about uh, last week that there are five kinds of people. Um, really, the, the really five different types of people. There are there are people that are very creative and uh, and, and and artistic uh, or or scientific. There are people that are super feelers, really sensitive, sensitive people with with uh, very soft hearts. Uh, you know, they they say wearing your heart on the sleeve. That's that's very very much who they are. Uh, and then there are team, what we call team players, where these people are very uh, strong, caretaking, big smiles. They hug you a lot, uh, and very warm people. And then there are achievers, who are the ones who are sort of the triathletes and the people that are, you know, that, that they're very, very often they succeed at at very high level uh, jobs in both, you know, in any anything that you need to have an enormous amount of knowledge, they can attain an enormous amount of knowledge, and then and then. Access, uh, you know, access that to uh, to manage large groups of people, or or be very successful in the way they organize and structure things. And then there are what we call leaders and charmers, and they they, they there's a lot of those in the world. Then they're big energy people that uh, that often you know are very inspirational, high energy. They can be in any walk of life, uh, from the super successful to the to the uh, bum on the street. Uh, they can they have every possible way of of uh, of expressing their uh, their their life their life purpose. And, um, and, and yet what, whatever it is, it's going to be big <laughs> and, and, and vibrant. And so you can imagine that if you have different types of people, they're going to have different needs and attractions and, and desires in relationship. And so, uh, so I just wanted to sort of start with that conversation and, and, uh, and put that out to the, to the two of you. Uh, you know, if you've seen sort of like certain types of people t- t- tend to get together, uh, that sort of thing. Um, what category do you fall into, Reese? Well, I fall into I fall into the creative idealist category in my in my primary, um, and uh, and interestingly enough, uh, creative idealists tend to uh, be very much involved in their own work, in their art, in their in in their work, and they will they'll actually um, uh, they tend to come into. Uh, relationship through what we call their secondary profile. So, so since my secondary profile is uh, is what we call the the achiever, um, and and a little bit of the of the of the um, of the of the leader, I um, you know I will I will come into relationship more from the achiever place. Okay. Well, what inspired you? Before we get on more with relationships, what inspired you to get into this? to this work in the first place, and who were you before you started this work, and how has it changed you? Uh, who I was before, uh, I've always been a creative idealist. I was born that way, and I think I have that. That's that's like a soul uh, contract, uh, you know, for forevermore. It's my character. Um, but who I was uh, when I was really uh, living through my life was for about 35 years, I had decided that I was going to be a knowledgeable achiever, and I was going to be a professional athlete. I was a professional tennis player. I was 
uh, I was a I was black belt in martial arts. I, um, you know, I had decided that I was going to start a corporation. I was running large, uh, a large tennis facility and my own tennis camps. And, and I was uh, absolutely convinced that, that, uh, I was going to fit in with the, um, you know, with the, uh, Mercedes and Bentley club. And, um, and I, and, and I just had this idea that all men had to be successful and driven like that. And, and, and it was, it was culturally more than uh, more than family, um, but but that that driving for that, and then realizing and feeling that there was something huge missing. I was I really felt like I was misunderstood by the people that I worked with, my employees, my um, you know the people on my board, the people uh, you know the, the you know the, and I and I wasn't that great a martial artist. I wasn't that great uh, you know a tennis pro. I was I mean I was a great I was a great teacher, but I've always felt like you know there were there were these these uh, you know there were there were people that had more strength, more quickness, more uh, uh, intensity, and. And I always, I always felt like, well, why don't I have that? And uh, and and I and when I and when I ended up having uh, not only uh, work uh, relation problems, but also home relation problems, and then and then physical problems, which are the big three. If you're having problems in your career, problems in your relationship, and problems in your health, you probably have no idea who you are. And I was absolutely convinced I knew who I was because I had, you know, listened to Wayne Dyer for years and Tony Robbins and, and I had done all sorts of, of work on quantum mechanics and, and, and studying all kinds of things. And I was absolutely convinced that I was, you know, this, you know, knew totally who I was and what my purpose was. And I was going to be a successful businessman and, and a perfect father and husband and all that. But I wasn't any of those things. Uh, because I couldn't, I couldn't pull it off. And, and when I went to energy medicine school, uh, in Connecticut about 15 years ago, I, I started like my late thirties. I, I said, wow, I, I, there's something really missing here. And I started working with an energy healer and then found out that there are actually schools you can go to, to learn this level. And I thought I'd be going and getting more power. Like I'd be like, Oh yeah, my chi, my chi from my martial arts would like get even more expanded. I think that's what I want. I want to be more powerful. And, uh, and I went and what I discovered was, was that I was completely wrong about who I was. And, and, uh, and, and yet there were signs all the way through my life that I was always being called, pulled toward my true purpose. Um, but, but I, I had so mentally convinced myself that that's not who I was and who I was supposed to be was this other person. And, you know, who wants to be around someone who's just all, you know, out in their head and, and thinking all the time, uh, you know, you've got to be serious in life. And, uh, and I, and I, sort of got this sensation within me and feeling that, wow, I'm really, I've really been lying to everybody I know. I've been lying to my spouse. I was lying to my children. I was lying to the people at work because when you present someone that you aren't to somebody, that's a lie. And when you present somebody you aren't to somebody, even if you don't know you're doing it, they will lie back. They won't feel comfortable, fully comfortable around you and they will pull back. And, and so I learned, I, I learned enormous amount about sort of the value of being who I am. And then I went back and with all of my clients and, and I was, I do, I was a public speaker and I, and I started working this in with my workshops and started noticing that I didn't know there were two people I, I, I knew at the, at, out of all the people at, at, that I knew at that time, including all my clients and that actually I felt like knew who they were. Everybody else was 
had a, had a version of who they were, but it wasn't the whole it wasn't the whole thing, and I didn't understand why until I really understood the, this profile system and how uh, when we're children we come into the world totally knowing who we are, and uh, and yet that is who we are is basically non-form where this child we don't we don't need to be named we don't need we don't need to be a boy or a girl we don't that's that doesn't it doesn't even cross our it wouldn't even cross our mind we're enjoying life every moment is just like this next amazing thing you don't need to be named and know which color dresses or pants you're going to wear you don't need to know uh you know uh you know whether you're going to go to school or not you you just non-form but to your parents you really need to know those things. They are snapping their finger and, hey, look at me, look me in the eye, mommy, mommy, and your name is, you know, Reese. It's a Reese. You're a Reese and you're going to be this way. And they, and, and, and we learn that this person that's sort of non-form isn't safe to be around because, because the parents need you to, to follow the rules, know how to operate in the family, know how to get along, uh, you know, behave a certain way. There are certain con- con- conditions within a family. And then the child has to make the impossible choice. The impossible choice is to be who you are or to be loved and, and get attention. And we all make the choice to be loved at some basic level. And when we do, we put aside some of the traits. Maybe there are angry traits. Maybe there are passionate traits. Maybe there are sensual traits. Some of these, somehow there's a trait. There's parts of us that we put aside. And, we, and there may be a number of them as we go through our childhood. And later on in life, when we put those aside, those are, those are sort of we make vows against that. Later on in life, what's left is all we have to work with. And we try to make this idealized person, this idealized self, into a into a person and it actually is this uh, idea of the child of what an adult is and so we try to become that and it isn't until we become an adult and realize that we're only half a person that we hit the the midlife crisis and then people come and see me and they want to find out who the rest of them are and how they can bring that into their relationships into their careers and into their health yeah isn't that amazing and you go through all of these achievements in your whole career and, and things that you did thing i mean things that everybody does and then you realize hey I'm, I wasn't even happy doing this you know I thought I was I thought I was I thought everything was terrific and then all of one day it kind of just sort of socks you in the head and said oh my god there's got to be more because I'm I, this, this isn't what it's cracked up to be right and, even and, though you were very successful you know and, and, and the outside world looking in said oh boy she's got it made or he's got it made in the shade and you're and you're saying inside, oh no, I don't. I mean, I, I got to make some changes here. If you're smart, yeah, because we're because the ego is externally motivated, and and the mind, the mind, the cerebral cortex is really a protective mechanism. It isn't something that tries to find your purpose. It just tries to survive. And and when you're when it's when it's you know got, got some got some organizational skills, it does better than survive. It, it makes a lot of money, but it doesn't mean that making a lot of money is necessarily an indication that you're living your purpose. Uh, it's just Reese. Got- I'm going to cut you off. Yeah. I'm going to take us to commercial break. We are visiting today with Reese Thomas, and he's got a great book out. You want to check it out? Discover your purpose. This is Sandra Beck from Powered Up Talk Radio, along with my lovely co-host uh, in New York. Linda Franklin. For those of you that missed the first half of today's show, you're going to want to check us out on iTunes. You can go to PoweredUpTalkRadio.com and download the show from there. You can also go to our host station, uh, Global Broadcasting Networks, found on Tug.
toginet, T-O-G-I-N-E-T dot com. You're not going to want to miss what more Raised has to say with discovering your purpose after the break. We've got lots more powered up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. This is for all you girls about 42. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, trishagoyer.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R.com. Trisha's vision is to be the voice of hope and possibility for women of all ages. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome to Geraldine Tegelove Live, the show that shares with you the secrets of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding your life. Having pulled herself from the rubble of financial ruin and having gone on to create a highly successful career, Geraldine has become an expert in the art of transformation. She believes that it doesn't matter where you are right now, how overwhelmed you feel, or how impossible the task of turning your life around may seem. You can do it. Stay tuned as metaphysician, international best-selling author, and intuitive Geraldine Tegelov gives you the inner understanding and the outer practical how-to to create your amazing life. Gain a fresh perspective on how to redefine, reinvent, and rebuild your life. Join Geraldine Tegelov live every Tuesday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on the Toginet Radio Network. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. This is Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and we are visiting today with energy medicine expert Reese Thomas. And as promised, we are going to talk today about dating. When we put these different profiles together, you know, how does that work? And, you know, Reese, as a divorced single mother of two, I've dated a few stumps in my day, and I'm excited for you to give me some input on, you know, what to look for, how do we match up, and I'm going to throw the ball right in your court and say, okay, Reese, you explained who you are. Well, you know who I am. So are we compatible? Are we not compatible? Where do I go with my profile? Well, the good news is, is that anybody out of defense uh, can get along with anybody. Of course, if you're, if you're just loving life, uh, any person can come into your life and you can, and you can totally find them, uh, enjoyable, uh, and, 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 and be in love, uh, because you're in love with life by itself. And so that person comes in and you're able to really share that love. Um, 
but since since we spend a lot of our time in what we call defense, where we're sort of in survival and and and, and all, there are uh, there are combinations that get along really well. And you have what's called the charismatic leader uh, uh, archetype, uh, not archetype, but profile. And um, and with that, um, you have this high energy, and and there's a and and you have a uh, a desire. Uh, to an internal desire to be in charge, and uh, and and so and so, uh, you and I both have quite a bit of that, and and when if we both agreed that that uh, uh, I, one of us at a time would play the the helper to the other one, we would have a fantastic relationship. Uh, the problem is is that oftentimes people are very unconscious to their profile to their to their quality and um, and they'll actually play so for instance um, socially uh, if we if you and I were to start dating um, I would have to play the role of the strong you know man and knight and take you out and and be and be the chivalrous one and and you would in society wise play the uh you know the the uh, the femme fatale or the you know the the one that's that's uh, you know loves to be swept off your feet and 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 uh and romanced and and then and there and there is a uh, a a dynamic that would go on in that relationship that would be a lot of fun for a little while while we played the game but but the established um rule in relationship would be that that you would want to if you were brought up in you know like I was in a in a in a you know uh co- you know in a society and and culture where where the men are supposed to be the strong ones um that means that in some way you want to you know make sure that I'm still a strong man uh and you support me in that um and and yet and yet your personality needs to be the one that gets served and and so and so that's a so it would it would end up being if we were conscious about it I would play your team player some of the time and you would play my team player some of the time but but neither one of us would really uh, know that we're subservient ever to the other person it would be a it would be a power it would be a power relationship now I was saying earlier that I am uh, a creative idealist and as my as my primary quality. Um, and so I would have to come into relationship with you from those from my secondary, the, those more powerful ones. Uh, but but often um, I am a a person, a creative idealist, is somebody that um, that is often married to their work and has a lot of you know the writing and the and the school and the, all of these things, these creative endeavors that I do um, are are things that that can can distract a creative idealist from their from their relationships and so one of the things that you might find in relationship with me is that you would have to keep dragging me back from being lost in my thoughts and uh and and depending upon how um uh depending upon how uh, uh, much patience you have, uh, that could be great. But sometimes it could be just sort of like, hey, you're not paying attention to me. Or you're I was not- just going to say, Reese, I could see us at the dinner table going, pay attention to me, right, focus exactly. on me, it's my exactly. turn now. <laughs> this, is about, this is about me. And, and so, so, uh, so I would know, because I know the profiles, if we were in relationship, I would know that you ultimately, even though you would be very gracious and, 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 uh, and, <laughs> Uh, and be and 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 make me feel like a, a real strong man, or, you know, uh, your 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 guy. Um, I would know that you love to be worshipped, 
And as a charismatic leader, not that all women don't love to be worshipped, they all do, but, but charismatic leaders, uh, if, you're, if you don't feel like you are the sun rises and sets on you uh, by your by your partner. It's going to be a hard relationship, uh, and and there are plenty of people out there that carry that strong team player quality. So charismatic leaders who are the ones who are supposed to lead the world, and they're equally div- div- divided up between men and women, need to partner with people who have a strong team playing quality, which means their partner needs to be more sacrificing than they are in general. And, and yet, what ends up... And, 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 and so uh, what, what happens in those relationships often is, is, that, is that when a charismatic leader doesn't know that they're a charismatic leader, they sort of unconsciously value that charismatic leader, especially for women. There's so many women that are charismatic leaders and they weren't allowed to be bossy or controlling or powerful like men are just expected to be. Uh, and so, and so they will often choose these macho, sensual, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, charming men that are charismatic leaders um, because because they sweep them off their feet and they do all this wonderful stuff, but then after after a while they want that person to serve them, and the charismatic leader probably won't. Uh, they'll expect you to continue to be the this the the the, the helper. And then that doesn't work at all for you because then then you go into battle with them and over over time um, you have to act because they don't ultimately lead the way you would lead so so it ends up being it ends up being a battle so a conscious couple would allow both and I and I do know I do know uh, couples that are that both come into the relationship from charismatic leader that do fantastic but they're very aware that there are times when they serve their partner and the partner serves them. Uh, the, the 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 match made the matches made in heaven are with the uh, charismatic leaders with a strong you know dynamic person personalities with with a person that's more focused on others a team player a person that really wants to support them in being amazing and so and so you having a guy in your life that totally supports you in being amazing uh, that's really what will will make it work for you and then you would have you would be the person that would make that. Uh, that supportive type of personality, that that caretaking type personality, feel like like what they're doing it has enormous value, um, and uh, and and so in in your core, you both feed each other's greatness rather than in the defense. Uh, the charismatic leader would judge the uh, judge the person who just wants to serve others as weak, and the person who ju- would judge the charismatic leader as narcissistic, and then that and then and that then that, that goes goes the other way. So um, and then the other co- the other couple combination are the knowledgeable achievers who are very driven and and uh, uh, and and focused in their lives. And they actually partner. They all in the the ideal match, the soulmate match, and these are soulmate matches. Um, energetically, they match with what are called the emotional intelligence specialists. So they so the more sort of stiff and strong and focused and and together and lack and 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 sort of not not emotionless, but definitely contained that a person is makes them a great achiever. Um, the more they desire the softness and the gentleness of a of what we call the emotional intelligence specialist, which are the people that are just all heart. 
and uh, and and when and when they are with that person that's all heart, it melts them. It melts their sort of like their they, the knowledgeable achiever can be sort of like the Tin Man, and and the Tin, tin Man and the Wizard of Oz is always trying to find their heart, and and it's the emotional intelligence specialist that reminds them that not only you know are they great people and are wonderful people, but they also need to take care of themselves and not push themselves so hard. And of course, the knowledgeable achiever, which is very good around structure, gives this softer sort of liquidy kind of person, this softer emotional person, a little bit more containment and, and, and allowing them to see that they're, the way they love and the way they support people in one-on-one relationships is really of enormous value in the world and, and, and in their relationship. And they, and they love that. They love how much they love. Um, and well, and of course, if they are in what we call defense, where the knowledgeable achiever is in their rigid rule keeping and criticism, uh, criticism is the is the thing that closes the heart the fastest. And so, if they're critical of the um, of their emotional partner being too soft or too crying too often, why are you crying at that commercial? What's the matter with you? Why, geez, you know, just just can't can't you just talk to me, you know, about things without without crying? Um, and they'll say those sort of things, and then and then of course the emotional person will say oh you're heartless and and they'll see them as as uh as 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 heart as heartless and and cold and so uh so you so these soulmate matches actually draw the draw each other to each other to to awaken within you the part of you that you need the most um but mm-hmm. often oftentimes divorces come from people people marry the right person but then they then they try to make the person who they are rather than learn to be a, a broader you know experience themselves as 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 more like the other person having a piece of that in them and valuing the other person so one of the big things about the profiles is when you learn to value someone else and, and these profiles teach you to really value the core quality in people, you realize that you have some of that in you too. And even the people that are very different than you have an enormous amount to teach you, and especially your opposites. So the knowledgeable achiever and the emotional intelligence specialist are soulmates. And the charismatic leader and the teammate and the, and, and the team player are soulmates. And, and they often, often the first marriage is that combination. But because mm-hmm. nobody's taught how to actually actually support that they end up looking at their partner like an alien after about six eight ten years and then the, and then the marriage falls apart reese i'm going to take us to commercial break but that is really fascinating i mean you described a lot of experiences that i've had and you know linda i'm sure you've seen them as well and i think it's so important that we learn how to caretake each other and nurture each other for what we need and it's really hard for people to articulate you know like for me I know what I don't want and I don't need but it's really hard for me to identify what I do need and that's one of the things that your book really helped me to understand our guest today is Reese Thomas his book is put out by Penguin Random House you can find it anywhere the book is Discover Your Purpose How to Use the Five Life Purpose Profiles to Unlock Your Hidden Potential and Live the Life You Were Meant to Live it's a great book for parents it's a great book for singles it's a great book for married people because you really start to look at the world in a different way we come back from the break we're going to talk more about relationships and who we are and how we can be the best we can be Powered Up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages.
Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lippman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and this is Powered Up Talk Radio, and we are visiting today with Reese Thomas. And uh, before we uh, ended the last segment, guys and gals, uh, we were talking about soulmates. Reese, you made a comment about soulmates, and I just, I'm stumped. I don't even... I don't even like the word soulmate. It, it, to me, it's like cold pizza. It doesn't really do anything for me. But um, Linda, you have a, an interesting opinion on soulmates. Yeah, I do. Um, I've always felt that soulmates were your opposites, you know, not your uh, like like person. Um, you know, as so many people say, oh, I want to find my soulmate. I need that person who completes me. Well, that's just ridiculous anyway. We only complete ourselves. But um, yeah, I find somebody that's the opposite of you in a lot of ways um, is your soulmate because they can push your buttons. And they, when you have to look in the mirror and say, hmm, what's going on with me because um, this other person is able to get to me. So what is that thing in me that he's touching a nerve on? And hopefully you can. the more you see that, the more you can grow from it. So that, you know, I just, I, you know, I don't like the, t- the term either. I love the term, I love soul, but soulmate, hmm, I'm not so sure in a love, in a love relationship. Yeah, I, can I jump in on that one? Oh, yeah. Sure. Please. Okay, yeah. Um, well, every, 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 it's, it's since, since everybody who comes to you in your life is ultimately being called to you, pulled to you, 
Um, everybody's a soulmate in some, at some level uh, because everybody who comes into your life changes you. And that's truly my definition of soulmate is the, is, you know, the, the person who changes you the most is probably the most important soulmate for you. And for many people, the person who wounded you the most uh, the, was the one that actually made you change the most and made you, made you fight for who you are the most. But when we're talking about partner soulmates, we're talking about a, a person who, who truly sees is different than you are, doesn't have the same qualities that you have, but truly sees your greatness. And, and that's one of the elements of, of learning the profile system is that you get to see the greatness in people. And, um, and, your, and your partner isn't, uh, isn't going to sit back and sort of let you, uh, if, you're, if they're a soulmate partner, they're not going to sit back and let you sort of squander this amazing greatness that you are. They will encourage you. They will cajole you. They'll push you. They'll, they will, uh, you know, they'll, they'll say, I'm not even talking to you until you, you know, are, are willing to be this amazing person that I know you are. And they will, and they will lead you into, uh, and guide you into being this fantastic person that you are. And, and, and a, a soulmate, just like a, a, a soul guide or your soul itself is always holds the highest opinion of you and uh and 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 won't take anything less they won't they when you when you come in from defense when you're all mad and you're all in your in in, all worked up and 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 avoiding or saying i'm never going to do this or whatever it is they they look through that and, and, and are willing to see the, the core quality within you. And, and so when we recognize, when I talk about soulmates in, in the book and, uh, and, and in, 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 in this, I, and I think that, I think that if we have, we have so many uh, matching systems, uh, you know, pro, uh, dating systems out there, and, um, and they're all behavioral based, just like the, just like the, the um, uh, Enneagram or Myers-Briggs or those sort of things. Uh, if they got a hold of this, of this energetic dating, it would change everything in how they, in how they choose people for, for people. Because, uh, because energetically, um, we do need our opposite to the, and someone who's holding that opposite in a very healthy way. Um, to to help us, so that so that so the knowledgeable achiever really needs to uh, to feel their heart, and the person that has a huge heart and is very gentle and and soft and often lost in the world needs some structure to 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 have a place for that for that wonderful heart, so they can share it with more people. Um, and then the and then the charismatic leader who tends to be very isolated and on their own and 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 uh, can be and can be very narcissistic matches with someone who who holds this that that they that they're really selfless they match with a selfless person who gives and gives and and when they fall in love with each other and fall in love with that quality in the other person they realize that that's the quality within them that will make them great it tempers their their strength so the two stronger qualities the knowledgeable achiever and the and the charismatic leader need to be tempered by the softer qualities of compassion and love and then of course yeah. No, go ahead. Just, just go ahead. finish up, and then I want to sort of give an example of that relationship and if that falls into that. 
Sure. Uh, sure. Because, the, I, the other, I just wanted to, I wanted to address those that are the highly creative uh, people. Um, they need to be in any relationship to, to sort of ground their brilliance. They bring their brilliance into relationship, but they have to do it through a secondary profile because the, the creative idealist energetically is actually connected more to spirit and, and heaven and, and, and the ideas uh, than they are to, to their body and with people. And so they'll, they'll tend not to have relationships uh, when they find their mission in life. Um, but like an Einstein, uh, his, his wife used to put a sticker on him every morning, uh, a, ta- a, a, a little uh, stick-on note wh- or, or whatever they had back then. And it said, um, hi, my name is Albert at 530. Send me home to Betty or whatever her name was. And, uh, and they'll remind them that they need to be in relationship to bring their, their brilliance into the world. And so they need the relationships. But they come into relationship through what we call one of their secondary qualities, one of the four, the knowledgeable achiever, charismatic leader, the team player, or the emotional intelligence specialist. Those are all the relationship people in the world. Um, just a quick question. You know, a lot of role reversal these days where the wife is a higher earner and she's going out to work and, and we have the, the stay-at-home dad that's taking care of the kids. And, yeah. um, you know, genetically it's always the man that was, you know, he brought home the, the bacon and the woman, you know, fried it up in the pan. So a lot of relationships saying that's okay, but is it really okay for for both that the woman feels, oh, my God, why isn't he pulling his weight? And the man's saying, oh, I, yeah, I'm giving up so much uh, for her and the family. Um, how does that work? Well, it, it, it you know, it, when you when you know what your when you know what your profile is uh, and really understand that that, uh, you know, if it, when when the woman has and we have a lot of this uh, you know in in the in the program in the school that I run we have women that are very strong and they they're the breadwinners and the husbands at home with with the children and and the the problem is is that societally they both feel horribly guilty and but if they knew their profile they would be thrilled that they're actually they get to do what they're born to do and the and usually the husband is either an emotional intelligence specialist or a team player and he's and he loves being home with the kids and wasn't going to make a lot of money out there anyway because he just doesn't have chakras it doesn't have the energy for that and the and the wife is this strong driven person who uh you know who loves the corporate world loves to to create their business and and be out there and and that's what feeds them uh, and then when they both come together around the children, they both are people who are healthy and are bringing their their happiness to the to the relationship. Um, the problem is that without knowing who you are, it's very rare that women don't over push themselves in in the corporate world when they when they have that, and then feel like they have missed out on on uh, on on being a mother or you know having that time with the children. And then the husband uh, often feels uh, you know and will be will be looked at as like oh you're a house husband what's the matter with you uh, you know this, why, why aren't you out there in the world you you know you're you're what are you you know a freeloader and 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 so there's this 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 uh, you know, deeper sort of societal thing that that really doesn't apply at all to anybody's life purpose, but it's just an accepted uh, norm. Linda, what do you you know? I, I agree I with him because I think I we at, have. To, don't you think, Reese? You you talked about you you have another commitment, so um, I'm let, we're going to let you go because I don't want you to be late for the next one. 
Uh, that's that's totally that's totally great, and and I love talking with you about this. I would be happy to to do a whole show on on how to find your soulmate, and uh, and and then the, and the pitfalls, and how to how to un, undo some of the some of the uh, silly things that we do because of our societal conditioning. Terrific! Thank you so much for being with us today. I think uh, you you gave us a lot to think about. That's for sure. All right, Sandra and Linda, great great talking with you. Thanks, All right. Louise. Yeah, Linda, I swear, I, you know, I read his book. It, it was one book that I got, you know, in a box of other books that came from a publishing house. And I read his book cover to cover. I stayed up till like two o'clock in the morning. I couldn't put it down because I could see Max and my other son, Zach, clearly in these profiles. I could see myself. I could see places where I could oh, yeah. improve. It really was amazing. You know, and I didn't read the book, um, but, uh, you know, just hearing him talk today, I certainly, I could, I could see it as well, you know, just listening to him. Yeah, and, and I, I, what I think that we have to do is just learn to be more, more uh, tolerant, a good word, I don't know, underst- more understanding of people who aren't exactly like us because they have stuff to teach us. Well, that's it. It's like you can't know what you don't know. And we can only see the world through our own experiences. And when I when I read about the teamwork person, I was like, oh, you know, it made so much sense to me because even when I was a little girl, my dad would laugh and he goes, that's right. Everybody's got to pay attention to Sam. And my younger brother would always be like, pay attention to me, pay attention to me. That's all you say. Pay attention to me. You know, they're right. It's something that I need and something that helps me be my best. But I realize now, like reading these things, that there are there's a time and place for everything. And I got greater understanding about what I need and also what I can give to other people. Yeah, no, absolutely. There's no I don't think there's any good or bad or right or wrong. I think it's just finding the right connection. Well, yeah, and how to get the best out of people. Like I looked at this book and thought this is a must read for anybody who's involved with people, whether you're a manager, whether you're a (laughs) – If you're a lot, right. Yeah, but it gives you a lot of insight into who you are and who other people are. And when you give people what they need and it doesn't compromise yourself, everybody wins. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, agreed. So, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's a very interesting way to look, you know, just to take a look at people that you, you may not have looked at them before, even your own mate, because absolutely. they've got qualities that we may think are not good for us, but they, in retrospect, they really are. They really are. Well, we're talking about Reese Thomas. He wrote a book called Discover Your Purpose, How to Use the Five Life Purpose Profiles to Unlock Your Hidden Potential and Live the Life You Were Meant to Live. Linda, I think, you know, it's one of those things that I'm buying for Christmas presents. I mean, it's something that anybody dating, I mean, it's just, it was so fascinating to me. And I loved reading about myself. And I know you will, too, Um And when we come back next week, we've got a whole bunch of new great guests that are going to be on, and we're going to continue our series on spiritual development and developing ourselves to be the best we can be. For Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin, this is Powered Up Talk Radio. We'll talk to you next week. We're so glad you joined us for Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Sandra Beck, Los Angeles-based single mother and technology company owner, knows what it's like to be fit, funny, and fantastic in your 40s. Linda Franklin, a New Yorker with a successful marriage and prom-